Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas, and it's time for another show here on Texas Homegrown Music. I've got a guest today that's a fellow podcaster, but he's also got a band called The Big Gun Show, and his name is Gunnar Woodson. Really interesting cat. I just enjoyed so much talking to him. He's got such a great radio voice, by the way. So I could I could listen to him talk for a long time just because I love that deep, raspy kind of voice. But he's got a band that's got a really cool concept of um, a new record coming out that's half rock and roll and half honky tonk. So we'll talk about that. But before we do, I'm going to do a song off my latest album, and it's called More Than Enough because I want to live life where I feel like I've got more than enough. How about you? So we'll be right back with Gunnar Woodson and The Big Gun Show.
So we're here with um, with Gunnar Woodson in the Big Gun Show, and Gunnar, I since I don't really know that much about your your uh, band and, and what you're doing, I want you to give me a little elevator pitch on what it is that got this whole thing started because I really dig what you're doing, and obviously um, you're a podcaster, so I'm I'm just gonna let you go. I may, I may insert a little laugh here or there, but I want you to have your way. <laughs> I want you to right. have your way on this show. Here, here I go. Um, so I started a band called The Big Gun Show. Before that, I was in a band called Long Woodson, and um, I w- we were doing this kind of acoustic thing. And I just, I, Keith Richards, Long Woodson being um, uh, the other guy was yes, so, yes, and so his, his name was Matt Long, okay. and so we just said Long Woodson. It wouldn't be Woodson Long; it had to be Long Woodson just because of the kind of innuendo yeah. there. Yeah, but so so it was just kind of an acoustic thing, and I, I just I I needed I needed more rock in my in my music, and so I was sitting around uh, having happy hour with my friend Yates, and we played shows together, and he and I basically said, "Dude, I, I just want to rock more." And so we ended like three months later, we started a new band called the big gun show. And here's, here's a funny story of how we got the name. So we were sitting there, we've been trying to get this name. We've been trying to get the name. And then all of a sudden I'm driving down the hill over to Yates's house and I go, Oh, I think I got a name. So I came in and said, what about the big gun show? And everybody's was like, yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, tickets to the show, you know, hey, come to the show, that kind of stuff. And well, I think it's hilarious because I've got, I've got boys. I've got two boys and the gun show in our family was always this fit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, kiss the kiss the bicep, right? Kiss the gun. And so, like two months later, I go over to my friend Matt Long's house, and his wife is like, "Oh, that's so cute, the big gun show." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." Well, I mean, what do you mean? She says, "You know, Gunner, the biggest." Oh, didn't even realize it. Just that, that but that's how oh, the name you came didn't about. realize that it came that that, that some I, people I had no idea that it was my name. Derive it from your name? <laughs> I, well, I thought that I, too. It was all about the big gun show. Well, I, well, okay, good. It's my band. Anyway, but the, my point is, is that basically what happened is that we started rocking more and then we started a uh, residency. We've been doing it for like six years at Jenny's Little Longhorn. Do you know that place here in Austin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Home of Chicken Shit Bingo? Oh, I've you know heard about Bingo Chicken Shit Bingo. <laughs> okay, just making sure, just making sure. And we've been playing there. So we have a whole honky tonk side now. Right. You know, and I started writing honky tonk songs, but we're still a rock and roll band that just plays honky tonk. So now we're in the process of releasing a new album called Honky Rock, which is side H is honky tonk. You flip it over. It's going to be vinyl. Side R is going to be rock and roll. And I just got done working on the artwork last night. We're going to finish that up and start getting it pressed. Oh, man, that's so cool. I love that. And I'm so glad that vinyl's got a new, um, you, you know, it's well, my daughter and my my girls, they 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 were brought up wanting vinyl because, you know, nobody had it. And so they're, you know, going around buying vinyl in all these old stores. Whereas, you know, for us, Mm -hmm. I wish that I still had my vinyl, but we moved so many times as a kid, it got all, it, you know, left me. So, but I did, I pressed vinyl on my last record. I'm going to do it every time from this point out, just because I like the feel of it. I like being able to read about who's on the record and, you know, downloading is convenient. Convenient, but man, it just doesn't have the same vibe. No, it doesn't. It do- it doesn't. And you know, 
when I do my podcast, my podcast is called My Top Five Records. And I right. interview musicians, artists, songwriters, and true, true lovers of music, like club owners. Um, I had um, Mitch Ballard from BMI. He opened up an office here. Uh, John Spong wrote, um, did a whole Texas monthly ep- uh, issue on Willie Nelson. That was a really cool episode because we did three of his top three uh, Willie albums and then my w- Willie records and one of them overlapped. So it was a, a good conversation. That's cool. That's very cool. Well, I'm a huge um, Willie Nelson fan, of course, and um, love his son, Lucas and dig, you know, dig his vibe. And that's somebody that, you know, that he found his own lane. Cause I, I think what he does yeah. is different than his dad, obviously, but man, I'll tell you what, I don't know if you've been out to see him um, where he'll start singing an older song and you close your eyes and you're going, no doubt about it. This that is, is Willie. Son. It's crazy, yeah. right? He gets up in that head tone no, no on some of those songs and it's, it's weird. I get goosebumps thinking, well, you know, when Willie Same moves on to another, to another uh, realm, we're still going to have him here. I saw him do angels too close to angel too close, flying close to too close to the ground. And I was just like, Holy, sh-. I don't know if yeah. I can say that, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was insane. It was, it, it, it is insane. Definitely Willie's son. It's no beautiful. Doubt. It's a beautiful thing. Right. So, um, so tell me though about the, cause you've got um, two other albums with the, the with the big gun show. This is the, just mm-hmm. your third, your third recording, but it seems like you guys actually really kind fourth. Of- Okay. It's our fourth because I, I didn't like the first one, so I took it off Spotify. Is that right? Oh, that's what I did. It is true. It's you know, not, I wish I could take stuff those. off of the internet, but <laughs> <laughs> it's too old. You, you and, can. And I, well, you know, I wish I could. I, I see videos and things that people put out there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, is there, isn't there a law against that? <laughs> I know that was a long time ago. Can't we erase that? But, exactly. Yeah, no, I, we did do we we did a, we did those two EPs that are on Spotify or at least out on the web uh, with AJ Vallejo here in Austin, Texas. He has a, a small studio and he is a wonderful producer and really helped us massage the songs for Honky Rock. We're doing it with uh, Pat Mansky at the Zone out in Dripping Springs, and that was a phenomenal experience well, what great was studio, that like did great, you go in oh, did you go in with everything ready to go or did you write some while you were there what how did that go nope everything we all had our parts everything so we all we cut it pretty much live wow i love you that. Know, a couple overdubs and, and, and you know what else we got to use their tape the tape machine that was previously owned by jj kale Oh my gosh. How cool is that? I love going to tape. Even if, you know, even when you're doing digital stuff, just, just go, run to tape and then, you know, fly it over. Dump but it it's in, yeah. such a warm feeling. And of course I, you know, I'm, I'm so old. I miss the hiss of the needle on stuff when I listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally hear you. I mean, my record player is right here and I, I listen to vinyl all the time. Well, um, so Gunnar, tell me about you and your journey into music. What was it? What was it like? And what, what brought you to this place? All right. So I've, I grew up in Houston, Texas. I okay. grew up um, around not a very musical family. And um, but we had a jukebox. And so one of the reasons you had a jukebox that at your Nelson's, house? Yes, at my house. Oh, my in, God. In this back little pl- kind of room. And so I remember as a kid listening to the record Shotgun Willie, the 45, and just giggling because he, he said underwear. But, um, <laughs> you know, so I, I grew up there. I got to college and then I found the Rolling Stones. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. This is this is a different 
animal altogether. And I really never really loved music until I got to that portion. And actually what happened is that after I got out of pledge ship in college, I went to the black cat and watched soul hat and smoked some weed. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait, what am I doing at that frat house when I can be here listening to this incredible music? And so immediately my hair grew to my butt, but the next day, um, but yeah, so then I, I really started kind of, and then I moved to Colorado for a summer and I started playing guitar. My dad had a, a Gibson LG one from 1961, next 63. Right, so think. you're telling me though, LG3. you didn't grow, you're telling me you didn't grow around up around music, but your dad had a guitar and he, and you guys had a, <laughs> he had a guitar and, and the top of it, I still have it. It's like kind of one of my crown jewels. Um, he, you can see on the top of the guitar, on the top side of the guitar, there's like, it's kind of roughed up it's because he used to tape lyrics and stuff to it because he only knew like four songs oh my god he did it he tried to get the girls with it (laughs) (laughs) but he gave it to me i still have it yeah it's uh, it's in my house yeah did you get the girl from it so anyway (laughs) yes i did I, i actually did um but so you know i then it just kind of transformed and but the thing is is that for me when i started playing music i never really wanted to be a ripping guitarist that, you know, I, I don't ever play lead in the band. I just do the rhythm on a telly. And that's, that's really all I do. I fell in love with songwriting and that's what my biggest passion is. So I feel like, you know, that's my weakness as a musician is being a songwriter because every time I go take a lesson from Rosie Flores, I, I, I come back and I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Let's write a song about it with it. You know? And that, that's just, that's the way that my brain works. Well, that's cool because that's- I'll tell you another thing. That's part of what makes a band a band is when everybody figures out what what they're good at and what their passion is. Yeah. Well, you can't have a band without songs. And I, I'm not here to play cover songs. But when I do, you, you would love them. Like we do Fight for Your Right to Party and you make Straight Up Not Tell Me. And we did. We, yes. You don't know what it's coming until you hit the chorus. So yeah. Yeah. I like you kind that. Of, you know, that gorge gin and juice it. <laughs> but you know I, I can tell you something else that you don't know about me is that when i was 36 years old i um now i'm dating myself um i had i got diagnosed with brain cancer so i had two operations and then i went through two and a half years of chemotherapy and radiation and after i got out of the second operation i was just like wow here i am working to live and that's not what i want to do so, wow. or excuse me, living to work. Uh, and so I, I basically just decided to change my, my frame of mind. And that's when I really started really playing music and really starting bands. I love that. Well, I'm going to play a song right now that I, that I absolutely love that you have called Let It Shine. You want to give me a little bit of a, a backstory on that? Uh, sure. That's the song. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite songs that I've written and I just love the vocals in the background, you know, and it's, it's basically, you know, I, I wish because when I th- start thinking about songwriting and I look at, have people look at the song title, I want them to go, Ooh, what is that song about? And so it's just called let it shine. Nobody really knows what it's about. Right. But I wanted to rename it, you know, let it shine in parentheses, bright sta- stage lights. Well, I've been there. I said, I've been here, yeah, before I've been thrown out of your door And you say it's me Oh yeah, it's hard It's hard for me to be a changing My whole way of thinking We both agree 
Woodson and the Big Gun Show, and right off the bat, Gunner, I just dig you because I love the Quaker City Nighthawks, and you're wearing a hat with with the, their initials on there, and so obviously you're a big fan as well. We probably like a lot of the same kind of music. I'm kind of a Stones uh, girl I'm too. I'm guessing yes. Well, I believe you're either Beatles or Stones. Well, and I, I'm actually both. Stones. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm both, but if I if I had to um, if I had to choose one or, over the other, I might make some enemies. But that probably would be the Stones, just because 
If you ever watched enemies, what are you talking about? Well, because I've got like one of my best friends is Andy Timmons, and he would kill me if he heard me say that. Although he loves them both, and he he he's a you know he he really does dig both of them. But um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that do think you have to love one or the other, but they're completely different music to me. I think that's completely different okay, music. Question for you now. Question for you, Maylee. Paul or John? Gotcha. <laughs> you know what? I'm Unfortunately, sure. I'm going to say Paul. Um, even though I covered, uh, you know, John's Imagine on one of my records, I I guess probably Paul because I don't know. I dig, I dig live and let die, and some of that just real orchestrated, hard driving kind of music that he hears, and mm-hmm. this, and 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 on on top of that. You know, I'm one of those. I have a foundation, the Love Life Foundation, and unfortunately, I've heard some things about John that makes me think, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> you know? Well, I, I didn't really appreciate Yoko singing either. Oh my gosh, let's and not even go there. <laughs> Please, <laughs> let's don't even go there. Um, I get it. I'm, I'm, I have a band, and I've had a band for 30 years, and um, I've seen the the girls and the wives come in and and try to try to get involved and listen i think it's important and and you're married so you know what i'm talking about i think it's important that we um that that our spouses and our our whatever our significant other is a support of what we do because we've seen plenty of them die off by not being that way but um but sometimes they try to do things that are really not gifted to do (laughs) let's just leave it at that (laughs) we'll leave it at that (laughs) yeah my wife however does have an amazing voice does she so she's a singer she is a singer awesome you know she's yes she's really good how'd you meet her um i met her (laughs) okay you're gonna love this story so i used to be this is a long time ago i used to be a bartender up at chewy's and i was a rock climber i was like insanely into rock climbing i was like sending you don't even understand this for five twelves boom um anyway i was good and then i was i was also attending bar and, and so my friend and i had we would pack chewies every tuesday night we came up with different names so i was billy because people told me i look like billy on melrose place okay. and then he was i think he was yuri or something like that and so basically we would have it and we would pack the bar every time and then she would come in before she would have to go to her little jewish classes because she's jewish and um i, w- I would always like oh, hey you know let me make you margarita and she she was like oh, so cheesy she moved to new york she came back moved to new york deleted my number off her phone and then came back and said, <laughs> said hey lawrence can can i can i do you have that guy's number do you think he'd go rock climbing with me he's like heck yeah he would and so i took her rock climbing she was with this guy and then i took her rock climbing again by myself and she broke her foot and i took her to the hospital and we fell in love Oh my and then I took her to, to the hospital. I took her the, the pair of rock climbing shoes because at that time I was selling selling rock climbing shoes, and so I had them. And so I said, hey, "You can have these now." And so her sister was really mad at me. She's a twin sister. Her sister was mad because I brought her rock climbing shoes, and she had just fallen and broken her foot. On yeah, and you, she didn't really want her to do it anymore. <laughs> Everybody thinks um, it's so dangerous. It's not that bad. And that's how many years ago? Uh, that would be like twenty years ago. So you guys have been together for twenty years, married about fifteen. Is that what you said? Yeah. Wow. That's That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. I love that. And um, so she obviously is a big supporter of you and and what you're doing. And yep. 
I'm there with you. On she knows the shows. What, where my passion is. Yeah. Well, she and come to all of them, but uh, she, no, no, I know, I don't, I don't mean that but, she needs needs to come to all of them, but she's a supporter of it, and she understands that you know if she were to t- try to tell you not to do it anymore, she's just going to hurt her relationship with you. Don't you don't you love that when yes. you're in a band with somebody and their spouses are t- trying to tell them, well. I don't really want you to play music anymore. And you're going, well, this is what I was doing when you met me. You know that this is what brings me passion <laughs> and beauty and life. And you want to try to take that away. Oh, my gosh. That's sad. Sorry, that's not going to work. No, it's not going to work. But so, yeah. tell me about, yeah. um, so tell me about uh, the show you got coming up. And you're going to release um, a new single off this new record. Well, yeah, let me tell you about this. So first of all, we're doing a single release party at the Saxon Pub down in South uh, Lamar here in Austin, Texas. And um, we're playing after Jeff Plankenhorn. I don't know if you know who he is, but he is probably the best. I've told him this and he's like, dude, stop saying that. I'm like, like, you're the best multi-instrumentalist in town. Anyway, so we get to play after him and we've got this new album called Honky Rock. And it's because, I mean, we are a rock and roll band. The Big Gun Show is a rock and roll band, hands down, no questions about it. But we've been playing this place called Jenny's Little Longhorn. So it's not called Jenny's anymore. I still call it Jenny's, but it's the home of chicken shit bingo. And if you don't know what chicken shit bingo is, I'll go ahead and explain it. So basically you buy a ticket. Once the tickets are sold, they put two chickens on a board, they cover it up, and it's gridded out. Whoever the chicken shits is who wins the money. That's it. <laughs> so we've been playing there for six years, first Friday of every month, happy hour. And so I've developed this like new country. It's more honky-tonk because I kind of like to describe honky-tonk. You know, there's country and there's honky-tonk, right? And I think the yeah. country, honky-tonk is more kind of like the crazy guys, the outlaw people, the the ones that are singing about drinking until they fall down and tears and beers and, you know, tiger by the tail and all, all that stuff. But we've got a whole honky-tonk side now. And I've written a bunch of honky-tonk music. And, and, of course, I keep writing the rock and roll music. And so this one, we're going to press it on vinyl. Side one or side um, H is going to be H. called honky. Or it's going to be honky tonk. Yeah. And then side, you flip it over to side R and it's going to be all rock and roll. So it's a true concept album. And the the vinyl, the, the, the artwork is going to be really cool because there's going to be going from top right to bottom left, like kind of a line that goes there. And so it's going to be like black on the bottom and uh, kind of cream color on the top. And then it's got all these like what, different things for whatever side it is. And then to see that you have to turn it all the way around 180 degrees to understand, to, to read the other half. It's the same way on the back. It's going to have that same line. You have to turn Oh, wow. Read That's so cool. I like that. Gonna be really, yeah. It's, it's going to be really fun. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the rock side. I love the honky talk side, but I, the, I love the rock. Well, you're in Austin. You got to do a little bit of honky tonking or something, right? I mean, yeah, well, it's, it's my favorite gig is that it, it's just like, it's like a practice. And so how long, so tell me about your band and how long you guys have been playing together. We've been playing together for about 10 years and I met Yates. Um, and I'd like to go ahead and give a shout out to Yates because he was my best friend for 10 plus years. We did everything together. He was the guy I would, I would call him and say, Hey dude, there's a awesome show. I have never heard him, but I I've done my research and they're going to be good. I'm in, I'm in every time he, we were always together for like 10 years and he ended up falling and we don't really know what happened, but he hit his head and he ended up going to the ICU for like two weeks. And then we decided to, to pull the plug and I've known his wife for way longer than he has because I knew her when she was in summer camp with my little sister. Oh my God. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I still ha- I have a real bond and we're going to do a, uh, on, 
the 10th, oh, excuse me, the 2nd of October, we're doing a fun run. It's not really a fun run. It's kind of a fun whatever. Um, and it's going to be like a 4.326K. We don't do a 5K. <laughs> you know, we're just going to do it to make it different. And so you can you can actually ride a scooter, a bike, a skateboard, or whatever, you know, uh, uh, whatever you want to, to do it. And um, then my band's going to get there and we're going to have people that were involved with Yates and other bands get up and play with us. And then we might book another band. Um, so we'll, this we'll a see. celebration for his a, a life. Really, it's a celebration. It's not And all donations get done, um, donated to ham. So any money that yep. we make off of it, we're going to, we're going to stick it to ham. If you haven't heard of ham, but ham is the, what makes Austin, Austin yep. giving affordable healthcare to musicians that can't afford it. Well, healthcare. so, Hey, so listen up, count us in for $1,500. We have a nonprofit here that loves to help musicians. So I'm going to say right now that I want, I want us to, to help you guys out. I'm sure you can help. I'm sure it'll help you with advertising, whatever that you need. Um, I, I think it's wonderful and beautiful what you're going to do. So count me in. Wow, Maylee, I just met you today. This is awesome. I know, but this is who I am. <laughs> what? Well, this is I'm who I am. And other. you know, um, so I know I noticed that you have a little shrine up there for your buddy. I in your do. music room. I, I- so I put I made it put together a shrine. I actually went over to my friend Brandon's house and I got two of Yates's drumsticks and we made it to where they're flush and then wrapped Rafia around it. And then I took like one of his necklaces and a bunch of drum stuff because he, he was the drummer in the band. Um, and so like a necklace and, and like drum key and blah, blah, blah. And my favorite picture of him and I when we used to dress up as the captain and the cowboy. And then I put our favorite record, which was the Quaker City Nighthawks record. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's it's not the honcho. It's the it's the one with the girl looking back with um, Fox in the Hen House. Yeah, I love Fox love in the Hen House. Love the Quaker City Nighthawks it's way too much. I'm trying to get Sam on my podcast, but anyway, so got the, and then I also my wife made, got made a, a little leather flask, and she had Captain the Cowboy on it. Aww. And uh, so I, I keep it filled with tequila, and I keep it up there. And anytime I want to talk to him, I just go grab it, have a sip of tequila, and talk to Yates. Well, um, for whatever reason, the um, universe has got you still here and your buddy has moved on. And I think it's beautiful that you're going to continue to let his legacy live through you and through your music and through um, this event that you're doing in October. And that speaks highly of you. And I think already that you're a really cool dude for doing that. And I just want to tell you that in public, that that's what this world is about. Thank you very much. You know, it's um, giving me chills. Well, we're, we're on this earth to love and to be loved. And I think that um, we don't talk about that enough. Instead, we talk about the things that we don't like and what we want to change. And I think it's important for us to talk about the things that we do and the things that we don't want to change, the things that are beautiful about this life. And so I think it's wonderful what you're doing. And um, so count me in to help out for sure. Don't forget. All right. I I will not. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we're off the air <laughs> and I'll get it all taken care of. Um, so you guys are going to um, debut this. By the way, the song Chicago, it's kind of a whole different. It's a different 
different sound from some of the other stuff that you've done in the past. And yep. um, not that I think you needed a different sound because I like what you did. I, I told you I love Let It Shine. And um, but but this song, Chicago, my gosh, the production on it and the background vocals and the just the playing awesome. on it is amazing. I really, really dig it. Tell me, did it just come to you or I mean, how did that how did how did you come to this song and 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 the message of it is 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 nice too because it's a memory of something that you you know you're trying to get to yeah you're nailing it on the head so this uh, this probably i probably wrote that one about 15 years ago and i was on in chicago on a porch step or like a little i feel like it was kind of like you know the video of the rolling stones uh, waiting on a friend it was kind of that backdrop. So it's like, like a little staircase and I was just sitting up there and I had a guitar and I was stoned. I didn't say that. Anyway. And so I, I just, I kind of, that's where the song started, you know, and it was just and the whole thing is, and, you know, and I love the one thing that, that kind of changed. So I wrote it a long time ago. I brought it back. And I massaged the lyrics and I, I made a couple of adjustments to like the arrangement. And then I basically brought it to the band. And I said, I think this would be a really cool song for us. And so they did the, you know, the, da -da 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 -da, the when it kind of jumps in, it's like mellow. And then it goes right into that. Da -da, and it just like takes it to a different place. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it just, it just went, it took a 180 degree turn. And it went the other way. And I was just like, yes, this is what I heard at the very beginning. And so that's how it kind of came about. But it's like one of the things that we did in the studio at the very end, you know, it's like, you know, at Buddy's in Chicago on the west side, Rosas in Chicago. So I'm, I'm naming bars that were that are there that I love because well, that's, that's what the one I, thing I, I love I about Chicago. I recognize some of the names because um, I have been, I've been, been to Chicago and I've actually been down through the streets and listened to some of the um, jazz and blues clubs yeah. up there. And I was recognizing it, wondering if you'd lived up there, if you were had been there. And so now I know, I knew it had to be a memory of something because you had to be there to be to say those things yeah well so here's the deal i the, chicago has blues clubs yeah austin has no blues club the closest thing we have is antones and that's just everything now you know it's mm -hmm. not it used to be a blues club but it's not anymore and so you know th those are the things that I, that I really do love about chicago and I, I don't like the weather there in the in the winter no i don't like <laughs> no. it no i'm just going to get out like in downtown and the you know, that, wind comes from the lake you're just dying it hits you in the yeah. face like a ton of blows you ice. over yeah 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 and so, you know, that's kind of what that song's about. You know, it's it's about, you know, uh, having somebody that you, that you love and maybe it's maybe it's not going to work out. You know, she's gone. She gone. <laughs> well, we're going to play it um, right now. So for all you listeners out there, if you're in the area, they're going to debut at the Saxon Pub. And what's the date on that? It's going to be Friday 8 or August the 20th. And okay. we go on at 10 p.m. after Jeff Plankenhorn, who's incredible. Okay, so you guys, if you're in the Austin area, don't miss it.
Since my guest this week really loves Quaker City Nighthawks just like I do, I figured I'd go ahead and play their song, uh, Fox in the Hen House. But there's so many great songs that they have. So if you're not a fan already, you need to be Quaker City Nighthawks. Well, we're back with Gunnar Woodson and... Um, you know, I, just like always, we, I get to talking to you off the air and I want to talk about everything that we talked about on the air. But I think the most important thing here that I want to say is um, I think it's important for us to really be in tune with our bodies. And when you told me your story about the cancer, I, I think so many times we try to self-medicate and try to self-analyze and 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 say things like this it's nothing i'm so glad that you were smart enough to go to your doctor and say man i you know i gotta i got i gotta have some help right well i mean you can't control everything and what you can't control don't worry about it and um being as young as you are and as young as you were were when this happened obviously because it was uh, you know what 12 13 years ago more than that probably 2008 Uh, yeah 2006 is when it first 2006, started. So. Yeah. So 15, 15 years, years ago. ago. Um, like that, yeah. yeah. Um, man, Gunner, I'm so glad that you were smart enough to take, uh, you know, take control of your body and your life and, and to go in and have something done. So if you're out there and you're listening to me and you know that there's something not right, just go do it, man. It's all, it's all about getting early detection in these days, especially in cancer. So I'm not going to spend the, a lot of time talking about cancer because it's not what this show is about, but what it is about is about living life to the fullest and enjoying music and enjoying your life. And you can't do that if you're sick. So dude, I'm so proud of you for doing that. Thank you for being well, brave. And, 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 and I will tell it. you, I'll tell you what got me through it. Maylee was, I just knew I was, meant to be for something else other than cancer dying. And I just had a positive attitude about it. If my wife had gone through this, she's, she'd be gone. Um, I just, I, I knew I wasn't going to die. And so good for you. Good for you. And, um, and then you didn't, and you're living life and you're doing, you're living at large. And, um, so, so you've got this record, which I, I think is so interesting and I can't wait to see it and be, and be able to turn it and read it. And I love that you're doing vinyl because <laughs> I, you know, I was that kid that saved my allowance to go down to the record store at the end of the week and buy a new record. And so I did not, I did not when I was a kid. Well, I, I was that kid and I babysat and I got an allowance and I saved it all up and I couldn't <laughs> wait to, to go and, you know, rip off the plastic on the outside and smell it and the whole thing. So yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. Um, you've got this record coming out and you're doing one side in uh, rock and one side honky tonk. You've got a song called Liver and the Heart. <clears throat> and I mean, OK. Yes. With the, with the title like Liver in the Heart, I got I to gotta know what it's about. And I've not even heard the song yet. So you guys are going to get to hear it first along with me on the show this um, tonight. But tell me about it and tell me what uh, what predicated that title. So, okay, well, let me talk about a couple of the other songs on the Honky Talk side. There's one called uh, Take the L Out of Lover and It's Over. Oh, which, that's such good. a great line. You like that? <laughs> and then... And that's, you can figure out what that one's about. And then uh, another one called Too Close to Nowhere, which is basically, and we have, we had Buck Allen come in and play. He played accordion on this. He d- did all the keys on, on the record. Um, that one is, you know, up in the morning, drinking my coffee, thinking it might need some booze. And it's, it's all about, you know, I'm too close to nowhere, too far from someplace, somewhere I'll, ne- I'll always be. Um, 
But Liver in the Heart was something I wrote with my my good friend from college, Greg Yos, and we wrote this probably three years ago. And it's kind of about this guy that is in love with this girl, and so that's the heart part. And then, but she's driving him crazy, and so he's drinking a lot, and that's the liver. The liver. So it's kind of this battle. (laughs) I I knew it had battle started. (laughs) I knew it had something to do with drinking because we all know that what drinking does is it destroys your liver. So it's like it's a honky tonk song. It's got to be about drinking. It's. Exactly. I I told you what I think about honky tonk songs. Anyway, you know, I mean, if you, I don't want to say, you know, just drinking, I just want to go ahead and say liver because everybody understands that. And then the whole fat, the whole idea of a liver and a heart going to battle is just, it's such a great like visual um, when you think about it. Yeah. 
I sure hope you guys enjoyed the show today. And I, I hope that somebody out there heard his testimony about what he went through on with the cancer and brain cancer and what, you know, with the um, tumors and stuff and what he went through and, and how he came out of it with a new vibrancy for living life. And, like I said um, on the interview, I don't I don't want anybody to have to go through something where they're staring death in the face like that to come to the realization that living life is um, about embracing every moment every day. I try to tell people all the time to love life because you get out of it what you put into it. And I want you to put into everything every day, everything that you've got. So uh, anyway, I'm going to I'm going to end the show today with my um, my friend Ray Riley Hubbard, who I got to spend a little bit of time with this last um, this last June when he came here for a festival that we had here in my hometown. But um, I I don't think I've really listened to this song very much because I'm a big Snake Farm fan. And I always love that song, Snake Farm. But this is called Choctaw Bingo. So we're going to say goodbye today um, from the show with Choctaw Bingo and Ray Wiley Hubbard. And I just want to say to everybody out there, thank you so much for supporting Texas music, listening to the show each week. We'll have a new artist next week. And I hope you guys We'll uh, we'll come back and tune in again and tell your friends about us because um, I'm just grateful that I still have a platform to talk about these great musicians. It's Maylee Thomas with Texas Homegrown Music. Peace out, everybody. Love life. Like I said, you get out of it what you put into it. And thank you to the um, Tupps Brewery and Guitar Sanctuary for making this possible. We'll see you next time.
Big cabin exit stopped and bought a carton of cigarettes at that Indian smoke shop with big neon smoke rings in the Cherokee Nation. It must go get late that night. Somebody ran the stoplight after Shawnee Bypass Roscoe tried to miss him, but he didn't quite. Nation that 